0: Hello all, welcome back. We'll be continuing this week with our multi-part series, The End Times. As we mentioned last week, we do believe we're living in the end times because of everything that has already happened and is still going on now. And we really need to understand the reality we live today. We can't bury our heads in the sand and make like everything is going to be okay, or the things are business as usual. If someone believes like, well, the world has always been a complicated place and this is more of the same then they really don't know what is happening and what will continue to happen as time progresses. We need to learn how to observe what is happening and we need to learn how to live in this world while we're still here. If we don't keep our eyes and ears open and, and we're not observant, we'll not know how to deal with things and we will lose ourselves within the crowd, we will live blindly. So I encourage you to follow us over the next few weeks for more insight and biblical guidance. Regarding prayer this week, I would like to encourage you to pray for the families that were affected by the mass shooting in Santa Fe, Texas. Unfortunately, and as a sign of the times, this kind of occurrence is starting to become commonplace in our society. We cannot allow ourselves to get used to this kind of behavior because it is starting to become more and more common. We cannot become desensitized to this kind of tragedy. And this is not the time to get on political soapboxes and agendas you can try to get rid of the guns, but then something else will be used for evil, because that's just the times we're living in. After all, do you remember 9-11? This isn't a problem that will be cured by politics and laws. The only thing that can help is people joining together to seek after the Lord and prayer. So let's pray for these folks that are hurting right now, and for God's mercy on us all. Lord God, I praise you and I worship you for your goodness and your mercy. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I I pray, Lord, first of all, that you please forgive my sins and my wrongs, O Lord. Heavenly Father, I I need you. We need you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for, um, for these families that are hurting right now, this very moment, Lord, still trying to get over the tragedy, even still trying to understand, Lord God, what happened. We pray in the name of Jesus for your mercy upon them. We pray for your for your peace in their lives, and Heavenly Father, if they don't know you, that they may be able to come to know you through this experience, Lord. Heavenly Father, again, please have mercy on us all. I pray, O Lord, now in the name of Jesus, that you may guide us through your word, through your Holy Spirit, that you may help us to understand, Lord God, that you may help us to have our eyes and our ears open, Lord God, and our hearts sensitive to you, Lord, to what you want. I give you thanks and I praise you, in Jesus' name, amen. As we continue with our series, The End Times, today's scripture reading can be found in Matthew chapter 24, verse 1 to 14. If you want to follow along, again, it's in Matthew chapter 24, verse 1 to 14. And it says like this, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat in the Mount Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and the end will come. As we read this passage, I think you can understand that most of these things have happened or are happening. One of the first things that we can see is the appearance of false Christs. It is not necessarily that these people may have called themselves Christ, but rather they have also posed themselves as some form of deity or idol, that they are somehow the answer to humanity, if you will. For instance, this was a very common thing in some of the Roman emperors. As a matter of fact, Nero was one that fancied himself as a deity. As he persecuted the Christian church, he made people publicly confess that he was Lord. It was a matter of life or death whether someone confessed Nero as God or Jesus as God. There have been others such as Hitler. Hitler actually thought at the beginning that he was doing God a service. But as he gained more and more power, as well as being hell-bent on world domination, those that wanted to survive needed to acknowledge Hitler as a fuhrer or the leader, and of course, there needed to be complete submission and obedience without question. And well, those that somehow opposed the Fuhrer did not agree with him, their lives were cut short. There have been others that have called themselves Christ, professing to be the one and only Son of God. There have been a multitude of cults and religious sects that have been created by these false Christs or messiahs. We also read about wars and rumors of wars. Over the past two centuries, the world has never seen so much death and destruction in its recorded history. Hundreds of millions of people have been killed. For example, during the American Civil War, it is estimated that approximately a million lives were lost during the four-year period. The Indian Rebellion of 1857 is believed to have claimed as many as 10 million lives. The Taiping Rebellion in China that ended in 1864 may have claimed as much as 100 million lives. The Dungan Revolt that occurred between 1862 and 1877 was thought to have caused about 12 million deaths. World War I claimed over 6 million lives. The Second Sino-Japanese War may have claimed as many as 25 million lives. And in the most recent World War, it is estimated that World War II may have had as many as 85 million casualties. As part of the war came the birth of the most awful weapon that man could have ever invented, the nuclear bomb. With today's ne- technology, it is thought that one megaton bond can annihilate everything within a 3 kilometer blast radius, and leaving lasting effects afterward that can continue killing due to exposure to radiation poisoning for many years. If just one megaton bomb was detonated in a place like New York City, or Tokyo, or Seoul, Korea, millions of people would die in a matter of seconds. And of course, a nuclear holocaust would change the face of the entire world for decades. During the past couple of centuries, we also see so many different pestilences or sicknesses For instance, the outbreak of cancer in its different forms has claimed millions upon millions of lives. Famine or hunger is covering many regions of the planet. The World Food Program, for instance, estimated in 2017 that approximately 815 million people suffered from hunger and malnutrition. That is approximately 11% of the world's population. And as far as earthquakes, take your pick. There are earthquakes all the time and in different parts of the world, and yet Jesus said that this would just be the beginning, the precursor to the end. As part of the end times, God's people would be persecuted in different places and in large numbers. For instance, according to Open Doors organization, they reported that at the beginning of this year, 2018, about 1 in 12 Christians in the world or 215 million people will suffer or are suffering some form of real persecution, either by being put to death or being jailed or seriously discriminated against. False prophets or those that profess to speak on God's behalf exist and rise on a daily basis and they are well known and probably even sell millions of copies of books, and so on, asserting that they in fact preach and teach God's truth. Lawlessness, or people doing whatever they want, is a moment-by-moment occurrence. The Bible teaches us this, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and life for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. Woe to men mighty at drinking wine. Woe to men valiant for mixing intoxicating drink, who justify the wicked for a bribe and take away justice from the righteous man. Therefore, as a fire devours a stubble and the flame consumes a chaff, so their root will be as rottenness and their blossom will ascend like dust because they have rejected the law of the Lord of hosts and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. We are living this now. What is right before the eyes of God is seen as wrong, and sin is not only justified, but exalted and taught as something that is right. Society continues to push harder and harder against anything that is even related to that which God teaches. Different forms of sin are completely accepted, and they are condoned as acceptable lifestyles. Alternative lifestyles are encouraged and are being taught to our children as honorable and respectable things. And finally, the worldwide spread of the gospel of Christ is also a sign, something that is coming to a fast conclusion. The Bible has been translated into hundreds of languages over the years. According to Ethnologue and Wycliffe Global Alliance, there are currently 6,909 living languages in the world. At least one book of the scripture has been translated for 2,932 of these languages. The New Testament is available in 1,333 languages, with portions of it in 1,045. The complete Bible has been translated into 553 languages. As As another example, CNN estimated that Billy Graham the famous preacher, on his own, may have reached through radio and television over the years as many as 215 million people in more than 185 countries and territories. So most, if not all, of the known world and civilization have already been exposed to the gospel in one way or another, which is a good thing, but nonetheless a sign of the time in which we live in. All of these things have already happened, and some will continue to happen at an even more alarming rate. Evil will continue to spread not only in the secular world, but even more so within the so-called people of the Lord, in particular, calling right wrong and wrong right, as many of God's people stray away farther and farther away from what God teaches in His Word. In conclusion, the end is getting nearer and nearer on a global scale. And we need to understand it and learn how to live in it. But despite the world getting closer to its imminent destruction, we need to keep in mind that anything can happen to anyone, anywhere, without exception. The world may not end in the next few moments. But what about your time here? When will your time be? And are you ready to stand before a holy God as you look back at your life and what you've done with it? And if you're unsure of what will happen with you in the future, I would encourage you to change your ways if they have been wrong and offensive to God and detrimental to your own life, and look for the Lord with all your heart while there is still time. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us, O Lord, to understand, help us, O Lord, to be able to Keep our eyes and our ears open, Lord God, to the reality that surrounds us at every second of our lives, Lord. Heavenly Father, everything that we read has already happened, has come true, and or is coming true at this very moment, Lord. We're getting closer and closer to the eminent end of this planet. Heavenly Father, I pray for your mercy. I pray, Lord God, that you help us to keep open hearts and minds to you to your scriptures, to your word, to your truth, Lord God. Help us to be mindful of what we do with our lives, Lord. Heavenly Father, help us to have humble hearts before you. And help us again to just, Lord God, to just be attuned to the reality that maybe the world may not end just yet. But what about us? Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I praise you. And I pray for everyone that's listening, Lord. And that, Lord God, that they may be encouraged to be able to seek you out, Lord God, and to remain in you, Lord God, despite the world that surrounds them. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, until next time, may God bless you.